We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 33rd episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. That sounded very professional. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good radio voice. And uh, we are streaming live to YouTube. If you'd like to listen to the show, you can search YouTube for Profane Argument and follow along. If you'd like to send us a message, you can tweet to us at Profane Arg. We generally start around 9 p.m. on Tuesdays. A little later this time, but not too bad. So this week I wanted to get started with a question that I think I pulled off of Reddit that I thought would be kind of interesting. So the premise of the question is, one religious belief system is true. One, obviously they can't all be true, but one in particular is true. If you had to choose, what religious system would you want to be true out of the ones that you know of? And we have to follow that religion, right? Once it's true. Well, I would assume. I mean, okay. Well, okay. Just making sure. You know. if, if you still want to cling to the incorrect ones, be my guest. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, maybe you, you know, it's true and everything that's going to happen, but you're like, I'm not doing anything that this religion says, and go fuck yourselves. <laughs> sure, I understand that because I, I had, I had taken that into consideration while I was pondering this question because so many of them have rules and tenements that I'm just not interested in following whether or not, you know, the it turned out to be true. So I have a uh, – I didn't even think about this before, but isn't that the premise behind Satanism, that they believe Christianity is true and they're like, nope, screw it, voting for the other guy? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, Levian Satanism is more about – no, the devil doesn't exist. It, it, they, they don't follow Satan. It's just about right. self. The then Satan worshippers, though. <laughs> it's just, you know – to poke fun, basically. Oh, right. Well, it's kind of like being an Odinist. You don't believe Odin ever existed, but you th want to follow the life that, you know, the he idea. mythically led. Yeah. But in any case, Ian, what do you got? Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I I did some some toiling over this because there were so many of them that had elements that um, were appealing, but it turns out they were all appealing for mostly, you know, the wrong reasons. So... <laughs> Eventually, despite myself, turns out I'm a good-natured person, and I ended up settling on Jainism. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, just the, uh, you know, the idea of uh, remaining uh, peaceful and freeing the soul speaks to me on a level I don't like to admit. The, <laughs> the idea of, of oneness with mankind and, and the no need for war or nationalism or anything like that seems pretty delightful when it comes right down to it. Interesting, but... A Jainist, if they take it to an extreme, they, you know, have to be careful where they walk. They're sure. worried about stepping on a on a bug. Sure. And... Absolutely. I, I do I, I know that, that the uh the not you know the nonviolence and the non absolutism can can really anything taken to an extreme can get out of hand. True. I mean I, I definitely there were just so many to choose from and, and everything has <laughs> had had way more minuses in my minus column if I I'm referring to my legal pad. Like, I was, some of them were, you know, just have some, some light perks. Like, I'm a guy. So I was like, ooh, Islam might be for me. But <laughs> I think they all have that perk, most of them. Right. But, you know, mm. as funny as that is, I would, you know, much rather have, you know, a partner than a slave. That doesn't seem appealing in, in, in the long term. And I like the idea of the, I like the reincarnation, the Hinduism. I was like, oh, I don't really care for paradise, but I do like having multiple opportunities at this world. But then I was like, nah, we're all going to be destroyed by climate change in about five seconds. So don't worry about that. <laughs> all right. So stop shitting on all the ones we chose. All right. Well, now you guys chose poorly. <laughs> you had an opportunity to go first. All right, Jared. What, what's your choice? Well, mine was a purely selfish choice since I am consumed with dying. <laughs> and non-existing, I decided I would be a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. you're going to have to explain that I a know bit. that existence on Earth would be pretty shitty while I'm here. You know, I can't celebrate anything. I can't have a birthday. I can't do any holidays. But I am guaranteed a wife at some point, sort of. 
And that woman has to be subservient to me. So while I'm here, I can have a little fun, you know. Now, I might die because of the blood transfusion thing. That's fine. I don't care because when I die, I know I get to go to one of those special levels of, of heaven, right? There's no hell. Or right. did I mess that up, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm well, more worried about my eternal soul at that point. <laughs> and I'll suffer 80, 90 years on this shitty planet not celebrating birthdays when I can get a eternity of bliss in one of the special levels of heaven, you- which all seem pretty cool to me. Why do you think one of those levels includes birthdays? <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, fuck it. If I'm in in pure paradise, what am I going to worry about a birthday? Uh, again, that's why I was skeptical. No, no, the- I'm not under the impression that when you die and go to the, one of these heavens that you get to celebrate all the holidays that you no, but I, I, I feel like the, their their concepts of paradise um, are all formed around the rules and regulations that you had to adhere to in life, and that still seems like bunk. Well, didn't they have like one that was like a like a separate earth where you get to live your life out, but there's like no hunger and there's bliss and all that stuff like that? Sounds great to me. Yeah, it was like a, a paradise on earth. Right. Right. Still no I won't need a blood transfusion. That's true. That's true. It's fine. That's solid. But you still have the you know the the, the Christian Jesus and and Jehovah and yada 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 all that stuff you got to go with then. Well, what am I going to be doing in this? paradise that i need to worry about those rules like i'm like I, it's not like i'm gonna be like hey once i get to paradise i can just like shoot fucking kill everything i want i know that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah i think they cast you out at that point so <laughs> but they can't where am i gonna go if they cast me out <laughs> to a they will create a like sub 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 paradise where it's just, just for me yeah where, where it's just you no birthdays no vaporizers nothing <laughs> and the only thing, and you get to watch Malcolm in the Middle on a loop. <laughs> hey, listen, none of this was in the rules that we went over last time, so I'm going to assume none of that's going to happen to me. <laughs> I just like the fact that I, when I die, there's not a chance that I could go to the fire and brimstone hell. <laughs> sure, sure. And I'm guaranteed in some level of heaven. Yeah, on a positive note, that is uh, entirely likely the case. <laughs> like in, in in real life. Yeah. <laughs> there is. There's entirely likely. There is no hell. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that with the Jehovah's Witness, there was no the, – like the worst case scenario is you die and you're just – you're done. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if well, you're shit. not a Jehovah's Witness. It just got Witness, a lot better. <laughs> just saying I accidentally you're- celebrate my own birthday and they're like, sorry, sucker. <laughs> Uh, on your 42nd birthday, you had some cake and you blew out some candles, so you're just going to be dead dead. I'll be like, all right. <laughs> but the whole point of this was that you didn't want to, to think about the concept of death. Right. But you have the to be thing good. is, is if, I, if I do decide to stray <laughs> off the religion, I know I'm not going to suffer for it. That's true. You're back just you're back where you started, so it's not yeah. – Right. Okay. So it's, it's kind of a win-win for me. <laughs> and if they have some kind of repentance thing at the end, then I'm even better because <laughs> then I could do whatever the fuck I want. Say I'm sorry. <laughs> and then say I'm sorry and then go to the lowest level, which is probably way better than where we are at now anyway. <laughs> nice. Karen, did you uh did you come up with anything? I have a lot of trouble with this because I have I, I have a block in that I can't believe in supernatural things. So I just made a, a bit of a leap. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> uh-huh. What about oh, chupacabras? Was... <laughs> no. You're missing out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with Sikhism because it was as far as I could go. I mean, so Sikhs believe in the kind of the concept of a god, but it's more about the god as a we are all part of god kind of idea. And you live your life to be closer to the center of that and the, the purity of that idea. I, I could kind of get on board with that. And you get, to, well, you guys, I think, at least get to carry around a little knife. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I want to switch mine now. I didn't know we got knives in <laughs> Plus, women are treated as equals. That was an important one for me. Sure. <laughs> I so, did see the appeal of that. Yeah. Interesting. Sikhism isn't uh, isn't a religion we've covered in any way in any of ours, so I need to uh, I need to do a little bit of looking in on that. But um, I don't think we, we focused in on them, but I'm sure we mentioned them. I think oh, we, we did. did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, like I said, there is a kind of a vague concept of a of a divine creature, but it's not. You know, it's not doesn't have uh, form. It doesn't have gender. It's just a pure idea kind of thing. I could get hmm. on board with that. So, all right, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Mine is that you see, you're going to think mine is probably a little comedic, <laughs> but it's not. 
so if I had to choose a system, a religious doctrine, it was going to be the Norse religion with Thor mm-hmm. and Odin. Mm-hmm. I see the appeal. And th- the whole idea is when you die, you go to Valhalla and you dine in the in the meat hall and then you go and you fight battles with, you know, alongside the gods against whatever the evil is. And when you die, you go back and start over in the in the meat hall. I, I can see the appeal. I, actually, the, that's one thing I actually considered. The, the Greek and the Norse, the, there are multiple gods and they all have flaws, which I kind of like. There is no pure god creature in them. Right. I mean, so, so, yeah, that makes sense. The only problem with them is that, yeah, women, eh, not so equal. And you're not necessarily guaranteed to go to Valhalla, right? No, no, you're not. But if it were if suddenly I were to see that it was the truth... Then, all right, I'm going to do my best to follow that in, in order to, to get there. A glorious sure. death in battle is not far far behind. <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, I don't like it, though. You can still fuck up. I'm out. It, I, I'm, I'm with Jared, and I just it seems like a just like a, a slightly drunker version of, like, Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah, like, what happens if you get out on yeah, the battlefield? Yeah, I get wasted, get, I feast raided. with Valkyries, and then I go to war, and then I die, and then I eat, and then I go to war. <laughs> Or what if you're already prepared for your glorious death and you're out on the battlefield and you start running and you trip and hit your head on a rock and you die? And they're like, well, <laughs> that wasn't really glorious. Yeah, yeah, you are not as well prepared as you thought. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a do-over, right? You go straight to hell. <laughs> well, no, once you've made it into Valhalla. Yeah, you're good. Then you can. Yeah. No, no, but, but I'm but saying I, but yeah, in order to get to Valhalla, I, you have to have right. a good glorious death, right, right? Right, sure. But all it requires is a glorious death, not a glorious life. Right. <laughs> So if he trips and falls, but I, I, I do, so I can't appreciate Jared's standard of does your religion have a hell? If so, I am out. <laughs> hey, eternity is forever, yeah, man. You got to consider that. I got gotcha. you. Well, is there a nice. hell in North Norse mythology, Norse religion? I, I think so. Yeah, I think it is literally oh, yeah. overseen by someone named Hell. Right, it is, and oh. it's just it, it's just a dark place. It's not like a fire brimstone kind of thing. It's just like the underworld kind of it's the uh what was it called the uh the opposite side or i yeah, can't remember what they called it in stranger things upside down. You, you go to oh it's at the uh the upside down the upside down the upside down <laughs> that's yeah. so that what i just said yeah we just talk over you and pretend like we thought of it ourselves come on jared so is that is is, is hell like the other half that that goes on like like, if you're good, you go to Valhalla, you drink mead, you go to war, you die, you repeat, but you're going to war against the people who went to hell, went to a shittier mead hall, <laughs> uglier Valkyries. No, I think they're fighting against, like, the giants and stuff. I don't think they're fighting the forces of hell. Uh, okay. In any case. It was a reasonable just, choice, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like swords and stuff, so. Yours was definitely the most fun. Yeah, see, that's what I was shooting for. That's true. I gave you a pocket knife. You got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just purely selfish. <laughs> so the next thing that I think we wanted to talk about, um, Karen posted something to oh. us. I don't know if anybody got a chance to take a look at it, but I wanted to discuss a little bit about religion in the workplace. Karen, you want to describe what you received from your yes. coworker? So this is a, a coworker who is my boss's 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 administrative assistant. So she holds some weird side power in the organization. And this is a a recurring theme with her. She sends out these religious things. And first of all, she guilt trips everybody because she sends everybody these gifts for every holiday. And it's always just a piece of candy and a card or a little hat or something dumb. (laughs) This one, though. But she's she's retiring this month. And she's been told not to do religious, overly religious things. But she's retiring in like eight days. So she went all out for this she one. She went buck wild. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to read it? It's not, it's sure. not too long. Okay. So it, it was M&M's, which I, I ate because they're M&M's. And, <laughs> and a little poem. It says, as you hold these candies in your hand and turn them, you will see. The M becomes a W, an E, and then a three. They tell the Christmas story. It's one I'm sure you know. It took place in a stable a long, long time ago. The E is for the east where the star shone so bright. The M is for the manger where baby Jesus slept that night. The three is the wise men bringing, bearing gifts when they come. W is for worship. Hallelujah. Praise his name. So as you eat these candies or share with your friends, remember the meaning of Christmas is a love story that never ends. That sounds dope and thoughtful. So, That's, <sighs> yeah. So are you the, offended the question, by this or what's the problem? <laughs> W is for worship, hallelujah, praise his name. Mm. 
Well, no, I understand it's it's stupid, but like, <laughs> did I don't it affect think your day in any way? They gave me candy, though. I know, so shit, candy, candy, you got some That's what I'm hearing. Well, it's it's because she holds a position of sideways power. I mean, she does not power in her own right, but she is she controls access to the you know the big big boss. So if you say something, I, I feel that being an atheist around her is a dangerous thing for me. Because obvi- and, and she is not shy about her faith. Let's say, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously. I, I don't know. It, it it's obviously not proselytizing in the workplace to the point where it, it you know my job is could be affected, but it could be affected in a in a small way. You know, I don't get the good conference room. I don't get the meeting with the boss. That kind of thing. If I don't appreciate her for what she has, you know, this knowledge is bestowed upon me. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm. I don't understand. So you got this little card in the M&M's. Do you have to, like, go thank her for it or something? Or It is or- expected, yes. <laughs> okay, but can you just be like, thanks for the M&M's and just walk away? I don't ever actually thank her for them. <laughs> oh, okay, th- even better. <laughs> yeah. And, it, yeah, like I said, I, I, it, I don't think it's affected, but I don't I, I don't think this get is to the point where um, that it's worth protesting about. But the fact that she feels it free is? to do it bothers me. You should absolutely protest about it. Why would you let that slide? Just because she's retiring? Then they can well, let the next nepotism little weasel in there and she can, you know, or he can make it significantly worse. Yeah. I disagree with Ian. I Why? say, while it is mildly annoying, it's mm. not affecting your job in any way. I mean, you, as long as you keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's yeah, like see, let this person the do their stupid right. shit. If it starts, like if they start doing prayer circles at the job, then I would say now's the time to, to protest. <laughs> but see, my problem with with that statement is that you're expected to remain quiet while she is can say and give out these things and mm. do whatever she wants. I mean, well, why why should the uh, Muslim po- person or the atheist be expected to just grin and bear it? Because you're the but minority, welcome to Karen the struggle. From, <laughs> yeah, but nothing's stopping Karen from going and sending little cards of pro-atheist shit. I think there would be protests if I did. Well, then you could say, hey, she's handing out stuff about her religion, you know. That's true. I but, guess you you, do, you would need to try it and find out. Yeah. But my, my mantra at the moment is she her last day is Friday, as in, you know, three days from now. I'm just letting it go. <laughs> oh, I thought it was next week. No, she's actually done this week, I found out. Okay. Because I was talking to somebody at work, and I'm like, eight days, eight days. They're like, it's actually three days. I'm like, oh, that's even better. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you, d- d- there's, despite all the religious shit, do you dislike this woman already? Yeah, Without I that do. stuff? Okay. Yeah. See, that might be playing a hand into it. <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. She's... <laughs> like, I don't hate my boss. Well, because he's not really my boss, but the guy who's kind of in charge of the place. Mm. And we got handed last or last year, which I never read, and I just was looking at it the other day and started chuckling, was my boss's name is Dave. And it's Dave's Tips for Success or some bullshit like that. It's in this booklet. And I just happened to be going through and looking at him. And it's all about business stuff, you know, and look the guy, you know, just normal 80s greedy guy business shit. Yeah. And it's like 25 tips. But for some reason, like number 12 out of nowhere is like, follow the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a second. And I like lean over to my mom and go, have you ever fucking read this before? And she goes, oh, yeah, he hands that out all the time. I go, it says follow the Ten Commandments in here. She goes, I know. I go, does he even fucking go to church? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> now, I could have made a stink about that, but I was just like, it's not affecting me in any way. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the thing that bothers me is I know that if I did something about atheism and gave it to her, that there would be definite side eye. Mm. <laughs> and most likely, yeah, yeah. Listen, saying I voted for Hillary is tantamount to yelling out I'm an atheist in my office. <laughs> yeah, true. It's likely true. So let so me ask: Is there okay? You go ahead. Well, I was going to kind of steer it in a different direction. So if you have more on this one, well, yeah. So my question is if. If if you don't find that you know is going too far, where is the line in what people can do at work with, I guess, proselytizing their religion? I mean, where would the line be for you? Talking to me, or are you talking to Karen? Well, you seem to be the most vocal against it. I would <laughs> say uh, if someone's doing it during the holiday, it's if it's holiday stuff, not a problem. If I start getting daily emails from somebody about shit like that that doesn't nothing to do with our job and it's all about her religion then i might say something oh you know one that bothers me is when people have in their um email signature they have scripture i, I don't like that because it's <laughs> representing the organization 
if they're sending out emails as part of their job to vendors and stuff, that's not cool. Yeah, as as the boss, if I were the boss, I'd be like, "That's ridiculous. You need to stop that." Yeah, that that's not okay. So that's where I draw the line. You know, daily, and obviously, if it start, if they start forcing me to do shit, that's not going to fly either. But again, it's if it's during, and again, if 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 I really wanted to be an asshole, I would just start doing my own thing like that as well. I'd be like, "Oh, thanks for the M and M's. Here's a Hershey bar with me telling you all the science on why God doesn't exist." Enjoy no. the candy bar. I'll just give her her candy corn back because candy corn is gross. <laughs> candy corn so is sad. delicious and underrated. <laughs> I am so with you on that, Ian. I don't know what is the hate for candy corn. It is Man, straight I up can't sugar. Stand this stuff. And sugar's great. It's so gross. I still have, um, I guess it was Thanksgiving, candy corn pumpkin things on my desk. <laughs> Eventually somebody will take them. <laughs> The M&M has lasted about a half an hour, so. <laughs> Apparently, you need to invite Ian or Jared. Seriously. Yes. Damn and, uh, right. I want to go visit Karen at work. Yeah. Don't, well, don't get too uh, – for some reason. And again, I don't know why this makes any difference. I prefer candy corn standard way more than candy corn pumpkin shape. It's weird, and I don't like it as much. <laughs> well, it's still gooey in the middle. It's yeah, there's, uh. yeah, they've got to be the little the little pyramids. Yeah. And, you know, I guess the reason that I really – this 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 woman, the other thing that she did for – so she has a Christmas party. It's not a holiday party. It's a Christmas party. And all the managers are expected to donate money. I put donate in quotes. You can't see them. Are expected to donate money. And for a mid-level manager, which I am, you are expected to donate $10. And I went, no. Wait, this, no. Is a, this is an office party or a personal party? It's an office party slash business meeting slash – they call it a business meeting so they can get a little bit of funds. It's – an office party. Mm-hmm. And I'm expected to give money. And I said, nope. No, I don't blame you for that. No. So let me ask you guys a quick question. Since it is the season, it is the war on Christmas has begun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> About a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Where do you guys stand on people saying Merry Christmas to you? Do you get in their face? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I just say Happy Holidays it. back. Happy Holidays. See, is- I'll, I'll even say Merry Christmas back. Yep. Okay. I think normally, I think normally I would say Happy Holidays, but... I mean, I was raised around people who said Merry Christmas, and it's kind of innate in me now. <laughs> and I don't find it offensive. I mean, if you're, if you're sure. wishing me a happy time yeah. during the holiday, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> That's if another thing. Sometimes I just say thanks. <laughs> if someone opens with Merry Christmas, then I feel like I can safely presume that they are a celebrator of Christmas, and I can follow with Merry Christmas. If I don't know them and I'm leading, then I will say Happy Holidays. See, yeah. it's funny because around here – Merry Christmas is like a threat. <laughs> they like Merry Christmas. Face. Now say something else back to they, me. They, I, I am you. not lying. And they get Merry Christmas, motherfucker. What do you got to say? Huh? What's your response back? Huh? Wow. Merry Christmas. Hmm. Now I always, yeah, I always like before this even the war on Christmas became a thing. I always said Happy Holidays because I figured it was a catch-all yeah. for everything, and I was like, the, right. you know, and counting Christmas and New Year's and, and everything. But now it's like a big fucking deal. Like everywhere I go, they they give me the Merry Christmas and the stink eye, like just waiting for me to blow my shit. And I'm just like, okay, thanks. You too. <laughs> you too is usually my response. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is you can celebrate Christmas without any of the religious stuff because it's, you know, winter solstice, Yule, yada, yada, yada. So you can – Christmas is just the name that they use for it. It's actually the winter solstice that they're celebrating. They just don't know it. Well, yeah, but – you know, we all saw the video of the guy down there yelling about Santa <laughs> in oh, Texas. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I moved that up on our list because I thought it would be good to transition that. So one of our listeners posted uh, a link to a video of Pastor in Amarillo. Oh, wow. It's on KDKA. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> KDKA. The original uh, television uh, station. Yeah. 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 Uh, previous job. I used to work with people there. In any case, this pastor was going into a mall where the kids were lined up to see Santa Claus and began yelling at, uh, that there's no such thing as Santa Claus. Christmas season is about Jesus. He was born 2016 years ago in a manger in a small town called Bethlehem. And that's the truth about Christmas. Those poor kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, the parents, the parents apparently started yelling back at him, quit talking this mess. Um, <laughs> we don't need your, your babbling. But so <laughs> what's your opinion on this? Uh, Santa Claus absolutely does exist. He's a licensed trademark by Coca-Cola Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, talked about well, this a little bit before. <laughs> about you know, 
preserving the, I felt the, that while all of them were wrong on the matter, like that guy's an asshole for ruining kids' yeah. dreams and hopes. <laughs> for so, sure. It is it is absolutely, in my opinion, inappropriate for someone outside of your immediate family unit to take it upon themselves to decide what mythology your child's allowed to enjoy. That's a good way of putting it. Allowed to enjoy. Now, there's a couple things I do enjoy about this because I, I saw this video a few days before uh, one of our listeners posted it to us. And I brought it up to some of my conservative friends. I said, hey, did you see this video? The rage that was bubbling up after I told them what had happened. They, I mean, to the point where, where I was like, wow, that guy's a dick and he shouldn't do that. They're like, I would fucking kill him. I would <laughs> fucking – did anybody beat the shit out of him in the video? I'm like – well, they kind of got in his face and told him to leave and stuff. And he's like, I would have killed him. I would have strangled him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. But but what does Santa Claus have to do with the religious part of Christmas? That's the confusing part. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and my other favorite part about this, did, did everybody watch the video? I, I didn't, didn't watch, watch the whole thing. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I love the beginning part where he gives you a, a preface of what he's going to do before <laughs> right. he goes and does it. And he's got the camera on his face. Where is this guy a pastor? Because he looks like he was sleeping in the dumpster behind the fucking mall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's the guy who got passed up for the mall Santa role, and he's just really angry about it. Yeah. Dubbed himself pastor. Wow. I Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I, I can't even imagine going up to, to random kids and telling them that Santa Claus doesn't exist. I mean, that's just, that's just mean, man. Yeah. That's just – Hey, I mean, not, not even Jehovah's Witnesses do that. Come on. <laughs> we have a guy in our town who year round d leaves his car in major road areas where there's a lot of traffic and stuff like that with big fucking signs on his truck about Yahweh and how we're all going to hell. And as soon as December 1st rolls around, he always has the Santa Claus doesn't exist sign out. And he found some loophole that you're allowed to do this in Milford. There's some law that he's not breaking by parking in these areas with these gigantic – I mean to the point where it's like a giant 10-foot hand pointing up at the heavens saying like you need to follow God and shit like that, <laughs> which I've consistently wanted to break off that index finger and put it in the middle. But <laughs> uh, I just haven't been drunk enough yet to do it. <laughs> and people – like people have gotten really mad at him about this, like yelling at him. I, at one time he was in front of the high school <laughs> – when all the high school students were leaving and uh, was ranting and raving out there about how Jesus or how Santa didn't exist. And then one of the students dressed up like Jesus and stood next to him. <laughs> nice. I don't understand wow. why people insist on taking the, the, the fun out of life. There's no one doesn't do any harm. Come on. <laughs> That's isn't that the key to most religions? <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's, it's the key to most <laughs> Most things. I was. Uh, I don't know if it was a direct quote from him, but I, I, I read, and uh, this was from Chris Pratt of all people. Someone was asking him, um, you know, how he's, you know, they're like, you're in really great shape now. What, you know, what were you able to to change about your lifestyle? What were you able to cut out to help you lose all that weight? And he was like, fun. <laughs> I'm with you, Chris. <laughs> Feel your pain. Seems as though any sort of longtime betterment of self involves the elimination of fun. <laughs> That's funny because I just saw a, a cartoon on some website where uh, God is creating the earth and there's a guy standing next to him and he goes, hey, you know what would be a good idea? If you make the healthy foods taste good and the ones that are unhealthy for you taste bad and God just slaps him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar and fat. Why did they taste so good? On to our next topic. Our I, I just put this in because – just recently, actually, I think it was on the Samantha B show, identity politics. Mm -hmm. And it has been, I didn't realize it. I think I just let my brain gloss over it. But this is the new phrase that the right has determined needs to be out there. And I mean, just from the Samantha B show, but also if you pay attention to the different news outlets, all of a sudden, the different, like on Fox News, different pundits, different people who are on the right, all start using the same phrase at about the exact same time. So I think there's a, like a memo that goes out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That tells them, oh, you need to use this. And so identity politics is the current one. And 
I, I don't know where this definition came from, but it's a tendency for people of a particular religion, race, social background, etc., to form exclusive political alliances moving away from traditional broad-based party politics. Now, basically, this is being used as if you practice identity politics, you are the idea is you're labeling people, you're labeling people black or Muslim or white, and that's a bad thing. So the different things like affirmative action, that labels people. So it's part of identity politics, therefore it's a bad thing. Like that seems to be the, the mentality. Am I, am I right on that? Well, yeah, they're, they're trying to make identity politics sound like um, a bad thing. And sometimes it is. I mean, I think you, you could use the word, word, the phrase identity politics to describe the KKK and the way that they vote as a block. But oh, see, I thought they were saying like a movement like Black Lives Matter. They are is is no good, right? They okay, are. So I think that's, that's exactly okay. what they're saying. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. But you could use the same argument for you know the Tea Party. It's sure. the same thing. It is. That's the first and thing because- I thought of when I read identity politics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and nobody's more inclusive than conservatives, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, they're trying to make it into a, a dirty word, and I'm not, I don't understand quite how and why. Well, they want to make it into a dirty word because that's what Democrats do. Democrats have established all these different governmental agencies that give money to certain types of people. Well, that only helps certain types of people. It doesn't help everyone, so it's identity politics, and that's the negative spin mm-hmm. on it. And as it turns out, it gives th- these different agencies are are helping out these people, wh- whoever they might be, whatever you know group you're talking about. The, at no point uh, are the uh, you know the different governmental agencies just handing out money by the barrels to people who don't deserve it. I mean, that's just right. That's, I think that's a fantasy. I, think, I feel like this is stemming from again what Jared brought up, and there is a certain large, I would say, segment of the populace that is confused by things like Black Lives Matter and thinking that that ex- that suggests some sort of like exclusivity, like Black Lives Matter, therefore other lives don't matter or Black Lives Matter more. And that has never been the case mm-hmm. with with the point they're trying to make. But if you spin it in that way, then you can rally support against a movement like that. Well, and I, I even thought that when it first came out. And I was like, why can't you say all lives matter? What the fuck? And then like when they when someone actually explains it to me or I do some investigating, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm not have a problem with it. Yep. Because white lives have mattered for a long time. <laughs> well, it's not even <laughs> the, that. They're, they do, That's what they say is like all lives do matter. But we're just saying like, stop killing us. We <laughs> matter. Right. Right. I, I felt like Jared did. I was uh, – it was sadly summed up best for me in a cartoon – where there were there were two houses and one was saying black lives matter and one was saying all lives matter and uh the black lives matter house was on fire but we had to dump water on the all lives matter house because we don't want to show any special attention to that other house even though it was clearly the house that was burning down so uh-huh. i was like oh i get it i get it now they just need a little extra help at the moment <laughs> Well, they just need a little extra not shooting them help. Yeah. Be a little <laughs> less it. murdered a little more often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is anybody buying this? I mean, besides the people who would normally buy this bullshit. Well, yeah, that's the problem is that you're just you're, – you're pushing the same message again. You're pushing the same message about, you know, how Obama gave black people cell phones at some point, which was a weird side story <laughs> I didn't understand. And how, you know, most – the line is, well, most welfare goes to the black community, except that it doesn't. Most of it goes to white rural, rural America. And corporations. <laughs> and corporations, right. So it, it just pushes that same agenda of, you know, we're giving all of these handouts to all of these people that are not like us. Right. It's just more of that message. When is the white man going to get a leg up in this country? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. So the one quote uh, that was on the Samantha B show full frontal was that the identity politics is creating a a mythical story about how the white males are in charge and have been oppressing all the other minorities and that that's just a, a phantom story. What? 
I'm like, I'm like, no, that would, that's reality. That's what it's been for the last hundreds and hundreds of years. Like, we're, we're, uh, we're barely clawing out of that at this point, and now we're getting pushed back again. It's the same thing that's happening with uh, with the Christian coalition. They're like, oh no, the atheists are, you know, finally getting a leg up. We're being oppressed. Yeah, yeah. that's, it's, it's that's the, why I the, love the, this this war on Christmas fantasy. And why do they get mad at Starbucks? Can somebody explain this to me? Because again, that's why. Because they have been uh, at the top of the heap for so long. If they feel themselves even losing the most marginal of footholds, they have to try to express outrage. You know, ten times what what they're feeling, so that. This fantasy that they are oppressed in some way, or that they've again, just like Jared said, if only, but it's it's if only Christians could get a leg up in this country. They <laughs> yeah. just they just keep fighting. Someday I'm, they'll be allowed to practice their religion in the open. But they'll say the most outrageous things to rile up their base. I remember, I, I think it was Mike Huckabee when <laughs> he was running for president said something like, "They're going to be locking up Christians soon for practicing their religion in America." <laughs> right. Like, something to that effect. Right. And, like, just they'll just rattle off, and people start to believe that shit. And as far as the memo coming down for, like, you know how you said, like, somebody said, okay, identity politics is a new buzzword. Keep pressing that. Right. I believe that used to come from Roger Ailes. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. it still might be, because he is the king of doing shit like that. And it would all start on Fox News and kind of just trickle down from there. And even though he's not at Fox News anymore, I'm sure he's, right. you he's, know. He's, no, he's not like strings. a civilian all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, right. He's working. He's, with, he's he actually he went little... higher up. He's working with Trump, isn't he? Not officially. I was going to say. Yeah. Not. Well, openly. he worked on his campaign. I'm sure any day now he's. <laughs> oh no, no. He'll be the White House press secretary. <laughs> oh my god, that that is a scary thought. That I yeah, fifty fifty. I'm giving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, and we're going to. We can't get away without talking a little bit about Trump. But first. Uh, before we transition to that, I wanted to touch on the Ohio abortion uh, bill that was just signed by John Kasich. So there was this big, at least as far as I knew, on CNN, it was this big news that there was this this bill that came through that was horrendous. And it was, you know, as soon as there's a heartbeat, you're not allowed to have an abortion. So it was like six weeks. Yeah. And this big argument about, well, you know, if a, if a woman misses their period, they may not even know they're pregnant right away. Like six weeks is just too, too much. But John Kasich stepped up and said, no, this, he even said, this is going too far, too far. It's not legally sound. We can't do this. And he vetoed it. Well, I, know, I saw really? that the, earlier. No. I was surprised. He, he did not. Well, he vetoed a section of it. Right. He vetoed the section that was six weeks. Right. But the part that he didn't veto, which didn't even make the news in what I was hearing on CNN, I didn't hear about this at all. He just vetoed a section of it. It actually did uh, increase the restriction from 24 weeks to 20 weeks and has no exceptions for rape, incest, or the life of the mother. Yeah. Can you repeat that last part again? (laughs) No, because I zoned out for a second, but... Sure. It basically made it so that instead of the limit being 24 weeks, it's now 20 weeks. And there are no exceptions after that 20-week ban for rape, incest, or the life of the mother. God damn it. I was so, like, thinking John Kasich was an all right guy for a minute. Mm. (laughs) But this didn't even make the news. Like, I think they added on that six-week bit. Just so that it they made pass the Kasich look like he he was a, yeah, so they could pass the twenty week and it, it made Kasich look like he was a good guy, right? Well, it's still going to be challenged, sure. But you know, Kasich's not a, a dummy, so there's absolutely you know a pretend to be outraged by something I didn't want at all, so that I'll absolutely be able to just slide the twenty week thing in there. It's the classic way you get sex scenes in movies: you go way overboard, and then they you know give you right. what you want, but. Actually, it does say under existing Ohio law, there will be an exception for the life of the mother. So it, oh, no, really? Yeah, no exception for rape or incest, though. Oh, God. That's interesting, because I'm, I'm reading it right here, that oh. the 20-week ban has no exceptions for rape, incest, or life of the mother. But the existing Ohio law allows for the exception. Oh, right. This goes so. into effect in 90 days. Hmm. Right. Well, this, this will replace the existing law, I assume. Right. That's the way I'm reading it. Okay. Well, and yeah, I'm not sure then. Okay. Hmm. Now... All right. Now, the, uh, with the exception of of the life of the mother portion, which that's 
by far, in my opinion, the most disappointing part of that. Mm. What I, I just I'm trying to figure out how the the other two factors correlate to you know the four week the four week difference. Like if you were raped and you needed an abortion. Are you any more or less raped at 24 weeks? I'm not sure. Do you know more about what happened at 20 weeks? Like, well, you might be struggling with whether you want to keep the baby or not. Right. You might yeah, be denied right. that, that, it, that it happened at all and just need time to deal with it. I mean, it's death by a thousand cuts. If they get this, they'll push it to 16 weeks. Sure. Absolutely. And if they get that. I, 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 would, I, I, would, I would absolutely rather have uh, a relative unlimited amount of weeks. I'm sure there's some medically sound amount of weeks that – Yeah. That someone could explain to me. So yes, I guess at that point, I, I understand that, you know, if they get this, then they can get a little more next time. They could go 18 weeks and then 16 weeks. Like, I understand that he didn't want to jump from 24 to 6. That was just too extreme. <laughs> right. Well, 20- now, and I I agree with the statement that there should there should be some sort of medically determined, you know, exception. There needs to be some limitation to. I, I'm okay with that. I understand that. Late-term abortion is extreme in my mind well again except in cases where the mother's life is in danger or that's usually when they do them yeah that's that's usually well there's only a couple of circumstances where they do late-term abortions it's for yeah to to save the mother's life or if they're if the child is going to be born developmentally incapable of surviving and will be you know in pain and not live a life more than a few hours there's just no point in it but the the religious right says that you, if they can be born alive, they must be born alive to live a short, pain filled life. I mean, right. that's pretty horrible. It is, and and, and that is, I, I I agree with. See again, I don't know why oh, they just the system seems to be okay. Why do they need to change it? Just leave it alone. <laughs> because they don't they don't want they don't want um, fornication outside of marriage. They don't want uh, birth control. It's just going down the slippery slope to what they want. This is just one step on the path. I agree, but and I I, guess I understand I don't agree because I, I I I feel like they want to impose that on others for some reason, but I know none of them adhere to it. Oh yeah. They are a bunch of yeah. hypocritical fucking scumbags. Yeah. Well, who's that one guy who used, who was who was a doctor, who was a gynecologist and he got one of his patients pregnant and pushed for her to get an abortion? Yeah. And he was like a big anti-abortion guy. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'd have to. I forget his name. He looked like a scumbag, and he is a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people that, that work in abortion clinics say that it, it is not uncommon for the people that are out protesting to bring their children in to have abortions. Not children, but you know, their teenage daughters in to have abortions. It's not uncommon. It, and, of course, they help them. Well, the biggest thing I've ever learned about these people is that they are totally against a lot of things till it happens to them. Yeah. Then they're not so much against it, like John McCain. He's got some awful ideas, but torture, he's absolutely against, because you know why? John McCain was tortured. Yeah. And believe it or not, Cheney was an awful fucking person and had a lot of awful ideas, but he was okay with gay people because his daughter's gay. Yeah. He went, oh. Jeb Bush on immigration. I don't. I could go on for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of nefarious scumbags, I feel like the next liner here says Jim Baker. <laughs> yeah exactly what, what is that guy doing i thought he died to be honest <laughs> no no unfortunately he He's is still, still a thing there, man. and he he is still oh man oh. so here's the thing back in october when talking about trump because obviously he was a a, a trumpeter mm-hmm. uh he wanted it to, to trump to get into office he said that uh just like Peter in the Bible was sometimes foolish and cursing and swearing. Jesus didn't hesitate and uh, Trump will not either. So he's basically saying, you know, Jesus put his hand on Peter and said, uh, it's, it's just like with Trump. He's a businessman, businessman with the keys to the kingdom and uh, will wreck what hell has been doing over the United States. Right. And then in November, he's yeah. basically saying that just like Peter, Trump has some faults, but Jesus will make him do the right thing. And then in November, he said, well, Putin and Trump, I don't know what's going on, but they're talking about helping Israel rebuild their temple. And when they start up talking about that, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords comes after that. Oh, my God. So like we talked on the last uh, podcast, he's all about getting Trump and Putin together because they're going to, you know, bring about the end times, which is apparently what he wants. (laughs) Then 
yesterday, he said that it is quite possible that Trump, if not the next messiah. Oh, oh God, come on. <laughs> Trump will likely turn out to be a John the Baptist like figure who br- who helps bring about the, uh, the, 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 you know, the kinging of the, the next messiah. The three times married pussy grabbing narcissist <laughs> is the next messiah. Hey, Peter grabbed a lot of pussy, too. <laughs> Jesus set him straight. You got to stop that. <laughs> so now you got elevated from Peter to John to possibly Jesus, but maybe still John. And I don't know if this is true, but he's the, he, uh, Baker said, rabbis who do think that he is the Messiah are looking for proof that Trump's bloodline goes back to the Davidic dynasty. Oh, oh that cannot be true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure he made that crap up, but... <laughs> All right, so we're just going to go with he's old and senile at this point? (laughs) Well, that is absolutely true. (laughs) Yeah, what does he possibly think? I mean, he's not going to – he must be just talking out of his ass because it's not like – I doubt Trump is even paying attention to what he's saying. And it's not like he's going to get anything out of it. Like he's not going to get a cabinet position. (laughs) No. Trump watches an unnatural amount of television though. Considering how Fox busy News he's got to be, no, weirdly, no. He watches he watches um, CNN constantly. He tweets about them while they're talking about and Saturday things. Night Live. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I love the. That's, the- well, yeah, but I mean, I heard that something to the fact that like he's got someone doing something for him, where like anytime his name is mentioned on a news thing, that they, they can watch it instantly. So it, I, I just don't see him like <laughs> watching Jim Baker. <laughs> You know, or scanning the channels like he's just like, give me everything they said on me. If they talking about me, turn it on right now. His lineage goes back to the beginning. (laughs) I like the last line in this article that you. No, he was absolutely one of the magi. (laughs) It it was Gaspar, (laughs) Balthazar, and Drumpf. (laughs) Does Baker give any facts to back up what he's saying? Like, as far as like how Trump is, like why Trump is so much better than say like Mitt Romney or any of the other guys running. Mysterious rabbis are researching if Trump's name actually translates to Messiah. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I don't think there's any. It's just he's he's referencing that Peter was foolish and, you know, cursing and swearing and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't hesitate to follow Jesus. And that's like that's his that gives him license to say, oh, well, apparently Trump is like Peter. No, Trump is like uh, John the Baptist. No, Trump's the Messiah. <laughs> so he's just talking out of his ass. Just Whoever wrote this article has uh, a great grasp of the English language, though. It's, it calls Trump Cirolini. I like that. That's good. Um, and the, the last slide is Jesus Christ on a fried chicken stick. Jim Baker makes f- what, fundagelicals seem sane. <laughs> okay. Fundagelicals. Fundagelicals. <laughs> Is that like, I'm like a real smart guy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so let's get into the, the Trump stuff that came up um, in this last week. So I think the big thing is, uh, what's his name? Rex Tillerson? Rex Tillerman. Tillerson. Coming to town. <laughs> as, as people have said, there's not more of a oil tycoon name than Rex Tillerson. <laughs> what was it? Tex Drillerson? Tex, tex, tex Drillerson. Drillerson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm torn so on I really am. Really? How are you yeah. torn? I'm just curious. Well, obviously, when, the, when I heard the first thing, you know, CEO ExxonMobil received the Friendship Award from Putin, I was like, this can't be good. What I also found out is that Tillerman was head of the Boy Scouts and allowed and pushed for gay scoutmasters. Did uh-huh. he? Yeah, and he also shit. There was something. I think it had something to do with climate change. That he was like real pro something he, else. He was accepting of the fact that you know, carbon dioxide affects the environment. He was real thin, but he was he was there. He he did not deny it. So that's yeah, good. Like a lot of conservatives are like, oh fuck this gay loving Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> because even slightly shifting slightly to the left is bad yeah i mean okay. he, I yeah, when know. i said torn like maybe i'm just like not really torn just kind of like oh well <laughs> i guess it, it's not all bad it but might it could be, be okay really yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean the, the secretary of state is one of the most powerful positions that is going to be appointed right. and to have this guy i mean so it's it's just i think it's the culmination of everything the fact that trump said putin was a good leader that 
it's it's now been confirmed by what fourteen intelligence agencies 18. that eighteen, <laughs> 18. that uh, there was Russian hacking going on during the presidential campaign, and it's likely that both sides were hacked, but only the Democratic side had negative stuff put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, I mean, it, well, they declared that it was that it was backing Trump, and then you've got this guy Rex Tillerson who's received the friendship award from Putin. So obviously, if you're if you're Trump, I mean, what are the other reasons for putting the Exxon CEO in charge of Secretary of the State? I mean, it's because he's friends with Trump or Trump friends with yeah. Putin already. Well, I mean, I think how I, much did he donate? Uh, that's yeah, probably part of it. Well, I think America and Russia getting along is a good thing. But how do you do that with somebody like Putin in charge without giving up everything? I mean, well, it, it, I'll it, give you that that Russia and the United States getting along is a good thing, as in hopefully that prevents you know the nuclear destruction of humankind. Yeah. But at the same time, you're talking about a guy that his biggest political opponent was killed like yeah. ten feet outside the Kremlin in front of cameras that strangely weren't recording at the time. <laughs> oh, I know that. That's my point. I mean, it, it would be a good thing, but how do you think this is going to happen? It's not going to. Not First without- of all, from what I learned last night, we don't need to be friends with Russia <laughs> at all. <laughs> fuck those guys and fuck Putin. And I can't even imagine that they have – what dirt could they possibly have on the RNC that Trump hasn't already fucked up on camera <laughs> that would make people turn against him? So right. I, I just cannot see the fucking angle here. Well, I think tr- Putin likes Trump because Trump said he doesn't want to necessarily be a strong member of NATO, and he would like to take over and get access to the oceans, all of them, from from Russia. So if we are not going to stop Putin, he will just run roughshod over Europe and the Middle East. Oh, I get Putin's angle. Right. Why he wants to Right, and we're talking about the oh. other angle. I also understand his desire to annex Finland. <laughs> he, that's his, it's, it's his lifelong dream. Yeah. Well, I think it's all ego. Trump thinks he can stop him. I don't think. I don't why, why get in bed with him in the first place? Because he's I, a strong, I think he's, powerful leader. I think he just sees an advantage to it. I think he sees Putin as being very strong, and he wants to suck at the teat a little bit oh. of this incredibly powerful guy um, and make money off of it. And I think he's fine with you know Russia sending forces into Syria. And keeping the American troops back, not really thinking that <laughs> what is going to happen, like not thinking that through. Russia is going to annex like the Middle East, yeah, which I guess is good for Israel. I don't, I don't know. And he's going to annex, like, like you said, Finland. He wants it, yeah. Bad. It gets him access to the North Sea. Uh, if if America amazing. doesn't help, I mean, the European Union is strong, but I, I don't know if they can hold that back. Jeez. Sure, absolutely. The, the only thing I could think is that. Either through the hack or through just normal channels of of how Trump does business, that he has a shit ton of business dealings over there. That they're like, if you don't play ball with us, we are going to let everybody know what you've been doing over here. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's a large part of it, and I I don't think that you know a a a move like that, you know, taking over the Middle East or taking over you know multiple Scandinavian countries, uh, even without the U.S.'s intervention, is possible. I think. I think the rest of Europe would be able to to stop Putin and stop Russia. However, I think that the the Russian angle, you know, if you just keep Trump, if you keep the U.S. entirely out of it, then you can spend the next four years amassing resources, developing your military. And so that way, when NATO tries to impose sanctions and then you can still maintain trade with the U.S. and the sanctions don't hurt you and you can continue to build and build. And then when you're ready... <laughs> <laughs> then you can treat yourself to to Finland or Estonia or either or Latvia, you know, or the Middle East, and and then 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 there's a you know then it's too late. Yeah, the future is scary. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. And the other angle is that um, theoretically Trump is in debt to the Bank of Bank Bank of Moscow. I think it is probably by a lot of money, and so there there is an incentive blackmail slash debt forgiveness. To be had there, so sure, and this is why Obama needs to declassify all these documents so we can all see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this, speaking of of that, I'm. This is something that I don't understand as well. I don't understand. 
I don't understand that scenario. And I also don't understand. So supposedly Mitch McConnell, when this came up way early on, what was it, October, maybe even September, when there was evidence that the Russians had hacked into the DNC, the RNC, supposedly McConnell came out and said, well, basically he, he, he raised doubts about the intelligence, but he made it clear to the Obama administration that he would consider any effort by the White House to challenge the Russians publicly as an act of partisan politics. So he was, he said, basically, if you make this public, I will put forth a, a, a force of, of uh, media that says, oh, you're just saying this because you want to slander the Republicans and you want to put us in league with Trump. So my question is, why, why would that have worked? Why would, why would have Obama backed down? Mm. Why would it have, have had any impact whatsoever? in whether or not this became public knowledge. Because the, the, the right media machine is spun up at the moment and is really, really effective. All okay, the lies they told. Even if that's true. I mean, well, I mean it is true, but mm -hmm. like, so what? He's, you know, he's still the president. He could get it done. Exactly. Like, yeah. So he'll, what, he'll be unpopular with half the country yeah. for a little bit? He already is. <laughs> he's the most popular president at the end of eight years I think ever. <laughs> right, but I'm but I'm saying is like so the people who don't like him are going to be more pissed off at him. He's, yeah. What difference does it make? I, I I think he was trying to be too fair towards the end. He was trying not to. He, he was trying to play fair, and they were not. Or they or he was trying to get something done, and they're like, "Listen, we'll give you this if you don't do it." I mean, I don't. Maybe. I don't know why Obama would do something because if he did, that's fucking awful. But it just feels more and more like we're living or have just lived through a coup yeah. and. Not even really sure, like, realizing it that we did. Yeah, very quiet coup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I have a feeling, like, maybe Democrats ran on it, too, for some reason. To what end? Well, because I, well, I've said this many times before, I am done with this party. Yeah. And because they, because they feel like uh, Republican light. They almost feel like 80s Republicans, whereas Republicans now are just fucking batshit crazy. We, right. just, we, need, we just need to go with the Socialist Party and use the name and go with it. <laughs> the Reason Party. When I start sure. it up, you guys get invites. Donate money, please. <laughs> we can get Monboard. it on the ground floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up along with the whole the whole Trump situation is – Something happened that I thought was extremely odd. You have all these people going into Trump Tower trying to get in these different positions. Basically, what was the, the phrase they, they used? It was uh, not applying for the positions, but Interviewing? It, it basically they made it well, – yeah, they're competing. Yeah, uh -huh. like a celebrity apprentice type thing to be secretary of state. <laughs> I'm very confused by Kanye showing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had listened to the Prodigal Sons, you'd know <laughs> – Oh. You'd know why Kanye was there. <laughs> Do tell. Oh, Kanye is in love with Donald Trump right now. In well, love. He is. Yes. But, but I, I just don't get it. I don't with it's like, okay, you've got Mitt Romney and you've got all these other people and Kanye. Wait, wait, what? Why is <laughs> why is Trump talking with Kanye in the middle of, of all this going on? Didn't Kanye just doesn't just, make sense. Didn't Kanye just get out of a, like a uh 72 hour he did, he did fake a mental breakdown to cash in on his insurance oh okay he staged a mental collapse so that he could end his tour early and still get all the proceeds from the tour from his insurance company that's awful well he's an awful that's person. trump like <laughs> <laughs> i think this this kanye thing is has got a few moving parts to it it's one kanye's a dipshit and is in love with trump so he wants to meet him Two, trump likes getting his ass kissed by people <laughs> especially celebrities so that's part of it too and he also might think it's like hey look black people i'm yeah, with kanye for sure you know, the guy who just <laughs> shit all over you <laughs> yeah for sure that is a component yeah kanye's i mean you're not thinking kanye's up for a cabinet position <laughs> I'm hoping not. <laughs> I seriously doubt. I've, a lot of what's been going on there is that he likes getting his ass kissed. I mean, do you really think he was going to give Mitt Romney the fucking Secretary of State? No. Did anybody yeah, no, really think that? Him. I mean, we hoped for it, but like he just wanted Romney to go up there and fucking kiss the ring and grovel and say nice things about him, which Romney did. And then he was like, oh, and by the way, go fuck yourself. You're not getting the job. Well, I noticed that he was one of the very few that he actually took out in public to a public dinner. Oh, yeah. I mean, that picture alone said a thousand words. Yeah. Brutal. 
Yeah, so a lot of people are just going up there. Like, I, I wasn't confused by the Kanye thing. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> so well, what what was um, Maya Angelou? She held a position in the poetess or something? What the hell was it? Oh, I don't know. She couldn't just be poet laureate? Poet laureate. That, I mean, that's a, a position not in the government, really, but you know what I mean. She's like the, the, the voice of poetry for the nation. Sure. Kanye? He's a bit of a poet. <laughs> a terrible poet. He is an excellent producer, but he is a terrible, terrible performer. You know, it makes perfect sense, though. That's probably what it is. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Poet that Trump That Trump would pick him and then he would do it because Kanye's fucking full of himself. Trump is full of himself. Kanye thinks he can act like a dick now because Trump won. And he's like, oh, see, being a dick gets you far. Makes perfect sense. Good yeah. guys never win. Bad guys always win. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Welcome to the United States. <laughs> so fucking disgusted with everything. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it preserves Trump's, you know, outreach to the black community in his head only. Sure. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, I'm, I'm sad for the future. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. <laughs> Enough of the good news about Trump. Uh, I actually, uh, so I wanted to uh, bring this up. There's a LGBT activist who is doing an ad campaign specifically targeting the Mormon Church's tax-exempt status. And it's all based on their discrimination of the LGBT community. The guy's name is Fred Carger. I don't really uh, I don't really know him, but apparently he's been active for a while. Apparently he is the only out uh, gay person who has ever tried to become president. Hmm. I don't know when that happened. I don't hmm. remember him. <laughs> apparently it didn't go very well, but... I find this interesting. These he's getting a whole bunch of different uh, uh, supporters, uh, companies to back him, and he wants to do a campaign. Specifically, I think it's targeting in California to target the Mormon Church, the Latter Day Saints, and get their tax exempt status taken away because of their discrimination against LGBT community. Sweet. What can I do to help? That's a good question. I don't see any. Uh, any information on that? He has he has a website mormontips.com. So maybe something on there. That is right. That that website is to encourage uh, LDS whistleblowers. So anybody who is in the church who has seen discrimination can go to the that site and aid the cause. But I did think it was interesting. Apparently, he ran in uh, in 2012 to be the first openly gay candidate to seek the Republican presidential nomination. Yeah, that was a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this guy has no problem with Scientologists and their tax exempt status. Well, he's they targeting don't treat gay Mormons. people too well either. You know, no. Fuck one, this guy. One cult is as bad as another. It's not just another. They're all cults. No, I'm just saying because, like, I mean, I listen. That's great. They shouldn't have whatever. But it's again, it's that same situation. It only affects me, so therefore it's bad. Go for everybody if that's the case. <laughs> that one are shit time. Yeah, one I get them all one clash axe shoot. Get them all together. No, one at a time. It's all about getting a foothold in, setting a setting a legal precedent, and then mm. you make your next move. For twenty four weeks, twenty weeks, eighteen weeks. I mean, yes. but in all honesty, I mean, do you really think that this is going to happen? I don't know. Why not? I'm not, <laughs> that they're going to strip the Mormons of their tax exempt status. That'd be dope. If they won't I win know if they it would don't. be, but you really think it's going to happen? Well, they, they won't so, if they don't try. So you're going to say not with an attitude like that, Jared. <laughs> well, I can't help it. I've been a little jaded for the past month. <laughs> so the fact that he's starting in California, it I don't know. Maybe California is way more progressive than than most any other state. Don't they also have a, a way that they can, if they get enough petition names, they can put something on the ballot to be voted on? State level, um, they have yeah. This. yeah, California does have that, yeah. So if if you're going to start, one, Scientology, you know they have a ton of lawyers and a ton of money to back them. Mm. Mormons in California, maybe not so much. You've got a little bit of a looser you know, leeway in getting a bill passed. I don't know. I think yeah, it might Mormons be a good Yeah, Mormons have a lot of money, money too, though. Yeah, yeah. no but doubt. Calif but California's the most progressive state at the moment. So if you're going to start somewhere, yeah, that's the way, that's the place to start. I think it's I don't worth know, right. I guess I agree with you guys. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give it a huge <laughs> chance of, of, of winning, but hey, I can hope. Yeah. Can you imagine the shitstorm that would happen after this if that actually went through in one yeah. state? Well, did, are they tax exempt in, uh, for, for state taxes as well? Churches, I mean? I would. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, if he, you know, goes after this in California, it would just be for California state tax, I'm assuming. They would no longer be exempt there. So then it's a small foothold. Yeah. But but then maybe Oregon. Yeah. Then maybe Colorado. Maybe Washington. Massachusetts. Yeah. You never know. Vermont. Uh, and then Glorious Leader steps in and <laughs> choke No way. It. He hates Mitt Romney. Oh. He owes he, the Mormons owe him nothing, and he owes them nothing. No, no, you're right. But if when Christians see something like this happen, they're going to be like, "Oh no, no, we got to stop this right now." Because- oh, sure, absolutely. The other religions will rally behind the Mormons. I don't know if they will. I mean, yeah, Christian fundamentalists, will. Lit- they Christian have to. fundamentalists, they don't like Mormons. They, they don't want to. Again, they realize that if they allow this precedent to be set, then that opens them up to attack. Sure, except that most of them are stupid. No, not the people in charge. I yeah, agree. They're not real big on divorce either, but they voted for a guy who got divorced twice. Yeah. Just waiting for number three. Yeah. I don't, Small uh, I don't think there's going to be – I don't think it's going to happen. She's over 40 at this point. Come on. Yeah, but he's over 70 at this point. I don't think he's got a lot of years left. Oh, yeah. She's just there for, you know – Arm candy. Just to be there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she'll just ride out the storm. I, I, I feel like – I mean, don't get me wrong. I saw – all those great health credentials that he released on the Dr. Oz show. <laughs> but right. uh, I, I mean, despite being extremely rich, I don't think you live a life like Trump lives and that you're long for this world post 70. Well, I mean, just the fact that what, he went to a, he snuck out and went to a steakhouse during the, the campaign and he ate a hamburger at a high end steakhouse. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's from Queens. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Does that He's other a than Craig? Dude. He's not known for his classy <laughs> shit. Have you ever seen his house? Oh yeah, it's, it's a yeah. gold leaf nightmare. Oh. So I, I thought it was interesting that he said he tweeted something about how his kids Don and Eric are going to take over the business. He did not m- mention his daughter about taking over his business. I think his daughter is going to work in the White House. Well, she's going to be definitely moving to Washington because her husband is uh, an advisor now. Yeah, I mean she's so. going she's going to play the part of you know uh, first lady. I think. Sure. She's just going to sit there on all the international stuff for yeah. all the, the actual business shit that they got overseas. It's a god goddamn fucking mess is what it is. <laughs> and we're just letting it happen. What do we, what I'm we sorry. do? I'm sorry. I got all riled up at this last night and now I am again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think we just don't know the proper recourse. Lead us, Jared. Lead us to <laughs> salvation. Go buy some guns <laughs> because I'm telling you that it's going to be the only way. <laughs> I can't believe I'm turning into one of those fucking nuts, but I am. Introduce you to our friend Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has a solution, but due to uh, plausible deniability, I can't tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, okay. I think, I think we've done enough damage this week. I think we're running out of time. So if anybody has any comments or questions or would like to ask us anything, feel free to go to profaneargument.com. You can leave a message there on the, uh, discuss feature on all of the, uh, each podcast episode, uh, on the website. I would also like to encourage people to check out the soon to be named network, which we are a part of at soon to be named network.com you can check out a whole bunch of shows like the prodigal sons which i think we mentioned uh the prime defective puzzle warriors 3 Pavacacy, uh the fresher and parlance show which Triumphant i hear is return. making a comeback <laughs> and the long box here is a long box here is after dark and if you would like to support this podcast, uh, you can leave a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube or SoundCloud. And uh, and also, there is a feature on ProfaneArgument.com. If you would like to buy a t-shirt, you can go check that out there as well. I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. 